Hi there, I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Health Discovered podcast, where we bring you fascinating stories and unique perspectives, like our recent episode on how heart failure can particularly affect women in Black and Hispanic communities. We've documented it time and time again. She was young, she was Black, she was a woman. No one expected her to look like the face of heart failure. When you don't look like what someone expects, that's going to lead to delays in diagnosis. We all have to take this constellation of symptoms, treat it the same each and every time. Whether it's a young person, a Black person, a woman, if someone presents to me with my heart racing and feeling winded, I need to get an echocardiogram 100% of the time, regardless. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin, from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's. Products and or services which may be advertised during this program are not necessarily endorsed by the program. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Welcome back to Prog Watch, my friends. This is Big Tony, your host, and I thank you for coming along for the ride once again. Also, special thanks to all my supporters on Patreon.com, my patrons of the progressive arts. If you enjoy Prog Watch and it has some value to you, I'd ask you to consider supporting my efforts here. You can find more at Patreon.com forward slash Anthony Rousick, or by following the Support the Show link at the top of the homepage of ProgWatch.com. And that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. So I'm quite excited to tell you that this week I'm starting a very special two-part frog extravaganza centered on multi-instrumentalist, producer, composer, and sometimes vocalist, Tony Lowe. Tony is a session musician from way back, a collaborator with Allison Fleming, and more recently is the man behind the ESP and ESP 2.0 projects and the 22 Layers project. He also is co-owner with Cheryl Stringall of Sun Creative Record Label. I'm calling this two-part feature a prog extravaganza because, well, for one, it will stretch across two episodes and will feature much of my recent interview with Tony. Of course, it will also include lots of music from ESP and ESP 2.0, as well as 22 Layers and Tony's collaborations with Allison Fleming. As if that was not enough, we will also be joined in the second episode by Cheryl Stringall, Tony's partner in Sun Creative. But wait, I'm not done yet, because part two will also have our friend and resonant reviewer, the doctor, Rob Fisher, doing a progressive discoveries piece on the latest album by Tony and Peter Coyle's 22 Layers project, which is called Isotope. So get ready for a two-part super feature 
on Tony Lowe and his various endeavors. Buckle your mind, because it's about to get blown. I figure a good starting point is the opener from the first ESP album, which was mainly a project of Tony and the inimitable and sometimes unpronounceable or unspellable Mark Brezizicki, along with a variety of guest musicians, including John Bagley, Allison Fleming, John Young, David Cross, David Jackson, and Phil Spaulding. From that first ESP album, this is Overture. After that, we'll dive into the first segment of my interview with Tony Lowe.
first, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you on my program. I've uh, been admiring your work for at least a good few years here with uh, the 22 Layers and the ESP project. Great. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here. So, uh, yeah, one thing I always like to start with is just to see, uh, you know, how how you uh, got started in music, you know. was it? Did you have a musical family or a special teacher who saw your talent at an early age, you know? Um, well, a kind of little bit of, of that. My uncle, I think he might have been my uh, great uncle. Actually, he was my mum's brother anyway. He, he was the only one in our family that was really musical. And he kind of realized that I had something there at a very early age because I was reaching up to hit the piano, you know, and, and play the piano. And I was actually making sort of funny little tunes at the age of about five years old. So. Hmm. Uh, they thought, well, you know, let's see if he's got anything there and sent me along to music lessons when I was about seven, I think, seven or eight years old to, to learn how to play the piano properly and, uh, you know, what to start at least. And um, <clears throat> I found I could pick it up much more easily by ear. So I, I spent most of the time pretending I was reading the thing because I was lazy um, when, in fact, I was just learning it very fast you know, playing it back. Um, and they, they sussed this after you know, a couple of weeks and said, I don't think that's the route for him. So it's a good thing in a way looking back because I think I taught myself, I've had to teach myself. And uh, therefore, you know, it comes comes out a little bit differently to um, the kind of thing I might have written otherwise. Sure. Um, but that's it really. I mean, that, you know, started playing then and then at 10 I got a guitar um, battered old thing. Um, I think my brother bought it, my older brother bought it home and started sort of playing that from the piano and the guitar seemed like an alien instrument to me after the piano but I, I soon got into it and realized that you could actually you know get a bit more rock out of it and a bit more you know um, grit out of it than playing piano. So um, I, I went, on, went on to guitar my brother was bringing home blues records and uh, I think it was Eric Clapton, uh, Blues Breakers, Eric Clapton, I started listening to that and my world changed. You mm -hmm. know? Um, so I started playing more kind of uh, blues guitar, blues rock, was in a few local bands at the age of about 15, but, and then returned to this love for um, more um, ordered classical music, if you like. So I found two things merging um, in what I needed to do. Um, and, and that's really where it all started for me. I started sort of joining, working with bands um, that, that were more in that area, you know, um, developing um, what I would have called deeper music rather than just rock and roll, you know. Um, and uh, that's it, really. It went on from there, got session work, went out on the road with a few bands, you know, and, and uh, eventually came to this point here. Now, you mentioned the session work. Uh, you were associated with uh, Trident Studios a lot, is that's that right? right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I did a lot of work with down there at, um, at Trident, let me think, around about 78, I think I did the first stuff, and then mostly in the early 80s. Um, but, you know, a lot of the stuff we did then what, what didn't come out uh, and, uh, and were great hits or anything. A few of the records died, as a lot do, you know, they just, I couldn't mention too many famous people. So I did work with Julian Lennon on some... On some tracks that eventually became his first album, although they weren't the recording views. Um, but yeah, lots lots of varied stuff then, but it's just a wonderful place to work. And of course, the aura in there is, is phenomenal. You know, 
I wasn't even aware of how many people had worked there until a few years later. Um, you know, I knew the greats, but then there's all these other people that you realize have been through there and made records there and been in those rooms, you know, um, and it carries, it's still there. Well, I don't think it's there now because I think they're, they're closed, but um, it certainly was then when I was working there, I could feel this kind of strength almost in the walls, you know. Yeah. Uh, would you say you learned a lot uh, by being a session musician? Yeah, and it, well, I learned a lot also about the making of, you know, um, recording music because um, I hadn't done any of that myself up to about that point. And, um, yeah, I, I sat in a lot of sessions and I saw people working and I listened and I learned. And, you know, that really was the start of me going into production um, uh, as an independent you know, with my own small studio. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it was, uh, it's um, you can't go from sort of twenty-four track um, into a into a. I say like my first machine was a four-track Porter Studio. You know, so mm -hmm. I was making some interesting sounds on that, and I developed it from there up to six, eight track, sixteen track, and now I'm working completely digital. Uh, digital you know, but um, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's sad that those days are gone. Of those great studios and the people that were working in them because everybody's doing it at home now you know yeah but wonderful experience at the time sure i'm so glad to have lived through that era uh yeah I, you referenced the beckstein piano that may have some memories for you is it was yeah. there a story there yeah well yeah. uh the beatles played you know, i think that was for just that they had a birthday with that with that um, recording just recently, might have been yesterday. Uh, the Beatles used it on Hey Jude, um, and they recorded, I think, three or four other songs in there for that album, for that period, um, the White album. And uh, um, all the Bowie stuff, I think, was done on that. Rick Waitman played um, Life on Mars on that. Um, all of the Genesis stuff that they did there was done on that. So um, you can hear it. You know, if you, if you listen to anything with that piano recorded on it, you can tell it's that piano, um, and it's, uh, it's a wonderful plan. A little heavy, very heavy on the left hand, actually, but um, I'm used, more used to uh, MIDI keyboards these days and real yeah. piano. I'm mean, getting a bit false, but, you know. But yeah, the, was, vibes, the vibes from that piano, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, again, I, at the time, I wasn't aware of how many people, I didn't even know the Beatles had used it. I think I knew Bowie had worked there, and I knew that Genesis recorded there. Um, but I had no idea the Beatles had used it until um, quite recently, actually. And uh, that was kind of written about. So, yeah. Back before the interview segment, we heard the opening track Overture from the first ESP album called Invisible Din, released in 2016. Let's hear one more from that album before taking a short break and moving on. This is Searching the Banks for a Memory.
Once again, that was Searching the Banks for a Memory from the first ESP album, Invisible Din, released in 2016. After this short break, we'll get into some more of my interview with Tony Lowe and hear more great music from ESP 2.0 and some of Tony's collaborations with vocalist Allison Fleming. Stay tuned. (laughs) 
don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help so you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Before we listen to some more of my chat with Tony Lowe, let's listen to a little more music from the second ESP album. By this time, Tony was calling the project ESP 2.0 to distinguish it from the first album, which had mainly featured guests. This second album had the core of Mark Brzezicki on drums, Pete Clark on bass, and Tony doing the rest of the instruments, except for piano on one track. Tony was also producing. Vocals were handled by Peter Coyle. The name of this album was 22 Layers of Sunlight, and just 22 Layers was later adopted by Tony and Peter Coyle as the name of their spin-off project. We'll hear some 22 Layers music and Tony talking about his collaborations with both Peter Coyle and Alison Fleming in a few moments. For now, let's listen to the opening track, God of Denial, The Code, from the album 22 Layers of Sunlight by ESP 2.0.
Once again, that was God of Denial, The Code, by ESP 2.0 from their 2018 release, 22 Layers of Sunlight. Now here's some more of my chat with Tony Lowe. Can we shift gears into uh, your collaboration with Peter Coyle in the 22 Layers Project? Yeah, that's, um, that's something else altogether. Yeah, so uh, how did you guys meet, and uh, what, what about this collaboration is particularly exciting to you? Um, we, I was working with Mark Brzezicki on the, I think it was the second ESP album, and no, it was the first ESP album, of course. Peter was on the second one. Um, and we were looking around for somebody to sing, um, I think the, we had an initial lineup that did the first album, but it was kind of a guest lineup, and we knew that we weren't ever going to be go, going out and doing gigs with that lineup. Um, it was just too difficult, you know, to get everybody together. Um, it was about nine of us, I think. So it was a matter of getting a small, concise band together to go out. So we were looking for a singer that, that was available to do that. Um, and Mark um, happened to mention that Peter Coyle um, had got in touch with him. At one of those, uh, I think it wasn't Let's Rock, it was one of those 80s festivals they were both playing at. And um, Mark had explained what we were doing, and Peter just said, Yeah, I'd be interested in doing a collaboration with that. You know, now at the time, I have to admit, I hadn't heard the Lotus Seeders because I was, I was working in France at the time, and it was it all went past me. And um, having looked at it since, of course, I realized it's quite a body of amazing work there, and of course, that wonderful early hit single. But um, so initially, I didn't know who it was. But then I looked into it and I thought, well, that could be a very interesting combination. You know, um, we'll see if it works. And and Peter sent me some. No, I, I initially that's right. I initially sent him some of the backing tracks I was working on. And he sent me some rough ideas back. And I think initially it was kind of what still wasn't sure if it was going to work because it's a very different we're working from very different angles and Peter coming from the indie side um, and me from more lately with the prog and the, the, the sort of symphonic classical stuff we were doing um, but amazingly it's worked out really well because you know about three four months later we had an album and, and looking back it actually still sounds really good um, and decided that you know that was the um, way to go with it because it, it, it well, I know a lot of people wrote about it at the time or some people I don't want to say a lot some people wrote about it at the time being more rock based but um, it's still got a lot of proggies and symphonic stuff in there um, so when we formed 22 Layers it was a matter of trying to do something that was a bit more song based um, and, and without all the you know more uh, symphonic music sections of which there were quite some long sections in the early stuff. Um, and so we decided to go off and make an album of just songs and try a slightly different approach, more electronic backing, um, you know, a bit less guitar, more keyboards and stuff. And it's come out really well. Um, surprised us both, surprised us all. And we're going to do another one. Um, going to do some gigs next year, hopefully as well. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, You've also done three albums with Alison Fleming. You want to talk a little bit about that collaboration and how you met? Yeah, that, yeah, that goes back a long way to the 80s, actually. Alison sent me some um, some demos of hers when I was first setting up production stuff in, in Ealing back in 80, about 88, I think that would have been. Um, and 
I really loved her voice. I thought that was something something else, you know, and, and it, it was not when I heard a female voice in particular that kind of, you know, um, hit me in that way and emotionally and, and uh, but I, I, I wasn't sure about the material, even though the voice was kind of jumping out at me. Um, but then I think in the early days, I was, yeah, she, she paid me to do some demos for her, of her stuff, of which I'm glad he did, and they, they, they went down very well. I think she, um, she was offered a publishing deal on some of it, but they wanted a lot more material. Um, and we just set about writing a lot of stuff. Um, but not, I mean, she came to me with a lot of material, and I came, and I came back with some as well. Um, we recorded, I think, uh, quite a few demos, although the number escapes me now. And then, and then, um, an album that I'm actually going to re recreate um, this year called Inner Life, um, with her on vocals. And then she she added some voice, to, uh, some tracks to that. Um, so over the years, I mean, we, we've just done a hell of a lot of recording, um, and. So we decided to put some out. You know, we put that out initially. It's going to come out in a different format. But that that went out initially. And then after that, Second Nature was again. I think the songs uh, were more sort of singular in which some of them came from me and some of them came from her. So that was different again. And the third one, Human Sleeping, was um, much more electronic-based, I think, and uh, a little more etheric and, and uh, you know... Um, atmospheric than the others. Um, we've wanted to do something else together ever since, but it's kind of been quite hard because she, she lives in the States now, she's in Missouri. Um, and so we did the one vocal for the Phenomena album with ESP uh, out last year, which I, I thought came, you know, worked very, very well on that. And we hope to be doing some more together. But as I said, we're going to be reworking this Inner Life project, which is... Um, also based on the colours of the spectrum, um, and uh, you know, it was actually initially meant to be a multi-sensory experience, but and um, we've since found that the actual um, aromatherapy side of it isn't so easy to recreate <laughs> on a CD. Um, certainly not through, <laughs> but um, we were looking at all kinds of ways of, of, of doing that live, and um, you know, apart from the fire hazards, it was actually uh, you know a, a good idea, but. Um, it, we never got it off the ground. We, you know, we had some backing for a while. The whole thing fell apart, you know, like these things do. But um, as I say, I'm re-wrapping the music. We'll go out on CD, and I'm I'm doing video for that as well. So at least we'll have the visual and the and the audio aspect together, if not the um, olfactory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've done so much stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff unreleased. It's just you know how do you package everything and. I've been busy with the SP. She's she's been doing a lot of solo material as well. But um, I might I might um, see if she's up for recreating some of the early stuff again. Sounds good. Um, how about Damien Child and the ESP project? Yeah, Damien. Well, Damien after Peter did that one album, he was busy doing a lot of other projects, and mm -hmm. uh, so uh, and I, I I mean the thing about ESP when we started it, it was always going to be a little bit. Um, uh, fluid, you know, with people coming and going because the people that were on the first album were really just guests on the album that I, ma I managed to talk into going and doing a live gig, you know. Um, mm. yeah, of course, I'm all very happy to do that, but uh, it wasn't going to be 
the band that went on and did all the albums. You know, it wasn't like that. It was more of a project. So um, after the second album, I needed somebody to, to come in and sing, um, you know, some gigs, uh, do some gigs with me and sing the next one. Um, and I think I advertised looking for a singer for a prog project and, and Damien got in touch with me, sent me some tapes, sent me some recordings. And uh, the rest is history, really. He came over and did, you know, um, did some guide vocals on some of the stuff. And I love the drama in his voice and I love the way he was able to kind of, because he's got a bit of a theatrical background, he was able to um, give it that, you know, more uh, dramatic and uh, an essence, which is something I certainly could never do, and wasn't certainly wasn't evident on on anything before that. Um, so yeah, we did we did some gigs together. Um, I think we've done three albums together now. Um, sorry, my my age, the memory fails me. Even after three albums, it's, it's just one succession of one after another, really. Yeah. Um, and now Damon's got his own band. He's formed a band called Catalyst R, which with um, Gary Jevon from This Winter Machine, and they're, they're doing some great, great rock music. It's really uh, powerful stuff, you know. Um, and I think actually it's probably where his heart was more than with all the symphonic stuff, because it's very hard for a singer to come into what I do, because a lot of it is just music. Um, and although I could write stuff that has vocals all over it, I, I never really wanted to do that with this project. I've always wanted to have sections of atmospherics and sections of, of just music and you know um i think a lot of singers find that that's um, a little bit limiting for them um when it comes to you know the actual project it's um uh, but i mean it's peter's now singing peter Cole is now singing the next esp album so it's, it's all a bit incestuous you know it's one <laughs> big musical family um and everybody's still friends and everything. It's just, you know, we've all got other things to do and stuff. Um, and I, after that, I had no idea. I've got, I've got, I'm halfway through, or say halfway, about a third of the way through the new ESPL, which Peter's going to be singing. Um, he's on the road with um, the Let's Rock 80s tour, so he won't be doing vocals on that till at least October, and then um, that'll probably be out just before Christmas. And then I start another 22 Layers album, which will be out early next year. And then we do some gigs. So, you know, it's, wow. uh, yeah. it's all go, um, which is great because after that long enforced rest we all had. Yeah. <laughs> although I was pretty busy most of the time because I have my own recording stuff here. So um, at home, you know, so um, uh, it, it wasn't really time off, although it was a pretty horrendous time, of course, for everybody. Yeah. I figured now might be a good time to play some music from Tony's collaboration with vocalist Alison Fleming from their co-credited 2007 album, Second Nature. I'm playing a song called Tapping on the Window. After that, I'll go straight into another from the same album, this one called Moving Up.
what we just heard was Moving Up, which was preceded by Tapping on the Window. Both tracks come from the album Second Nature by Tony Lowe and Allison Fleming, which was released in 2007. Stay with me through this short break to hear more great music and a bit more of my chat with Tony Lowe. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin, from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through October 15th, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through October 15th, only at BJ's. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tony Lowe from ESP, and you're listening to Watch. In this final segment of the show, I will be focusing musically on the ESP project and we'll hear a little more of my chat with Tony Lowe. Before we get back to some of the interview, let's listen to an ESP project track from their 2019 EP called Three. For this outing, Greg Pringle handled drums, Pete Clark was on bass once again, Tony handled the rest of the instrumentation and production, and Damien Child was lead vocalist. So from that ESP project EP called Three, this is Before the Fall. Love, love. 
So uh, you started the Sun Creative label in 2012 with Cheryl Stringall. Yeah, uh, it's, Cheryl, it's Cheryl's label, really. I mean, we, okay. we started together as a kind of a way of um, uh, of putting out my music and also me producing other artists that we liked. Um, you know, and it's it's all been kind of on a, on a smallish level with 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 um, you know we we it's actually been quite an expensive uh, exercise, but at the same time it's it's you know we're not a major record label, but that's been great because it's we've been able to keep this individual um, streak to us, you know, rather than sort of all being disparate and, and separate. Um, and of course, having having our own label, we can decide when and you know when we put stuff out, how we put stuff out, and how it's recorded, and all the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. And most of it's recorded here and now at home. So you know, of course, that's the big difference now with with recording. Is twenty years ago, it cost a fortune to do what we do now <laughs> um, on our own setups. It's incredible. Do you, do you think that's overall a positive thing? Yeah, I do. I mean, obviously the studios lost money and they lost business, but um, I like the idea of everybody having a go at it, you know. I like, and yeah, that's the upside. There's a lot of stuff that you you only want to hear once, but it's it's great that people can at least have that ability. And you know? I think I've, I see people sitting in front of computers making noises for hours and nothing ever comes out that's good at the other end. But um, but they're so happy, you know, they're so content just sitting there messing around with it. So in a way, it's a kind of, it's a therapy that we could all use, you know, like painting and stuff. Um, so, yeah, the, it's a good thing. If you're good at it, it's a great thing, you know, and um, it does mean we can keep budgets down, of course, which is, you know, absolutely essential these days. We're all working. Everybody I know is working on a kind of tight budget now, you know. Yeah. Before that little piece of interview with Tony Lowe, we heard Before the Fall by the ESP Project, featuring Tony, Peter Clark, Greg Pringle, and Damian Child, which comes from the 2019 EP called Three. That same year, another full-length ESP Project album called The Rising was released, with the same basic lineup. From that album, let's finish up for this week with a couple of tracks called Connected and Stranger in My Skin.
Again, that was Connected and Stranger in My Skin, both by the ESP Project and both from their 2019 album called The Rising. So I hope you enjoyed listening in on some of my chat with Tony Lowe. As I said earlier, this was only part one of a Prague extravaganza. Tune in next week for more ESP Project, more of Tony's collaboration with Alison Fleming, and a lot of great stuff from his 22 Layers collaboration with Peter Coyle. Next week, we will also be treated to a Progressive Discoveries feature with our friend and resident reviewer, Rob Fisher, who will be looking at the recently released 22 Layers album called Isotope. And the metaphorical icing on the cake? Cheryl Stringall, artist and Tony's partner in the Sun Creative record label, will join our conversation, becoming, I believe, only the second female guest on Prague Watch. As Yoda would say, mm. Miss it not. <laughs> Before I sign off, I'll ask you to please remember to check out progwatch.com, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H-L, one word.com, where you can find all sorts of cool stuff like links to featured artists' web pages, links to Rob Fisher's reviews on weeks when we have a Progressive Discoveries feature, as well as all my social media links, my email, and ways to subscribe to the show. You can also listen to any episode I've ever done right there, Search for any artist I've ever featured and find a link to my Patreon page if you would like to support the show. So until next time, be well, support the artists, and prog on, my friends.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.